For the first time since the Masters, Tiger Woods is back and competing again with another surgery behind him. What will his game look like and what does he want from this latest comeback? We are tracking Tiger, same as it ever was, on Golf Today. Golf Today. Golf Today on a Monday. Damon Hack alongside George Savarikas, Paige McKenzie in just a little bit. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend. I imagine a lot of golf fans thankful to have Tiger Woods on the menu this week. Always a good week when we get to see Tiger Woods in the fold. And the Hero World Challenge, when you look at what guys do in the event, it's not necessarily one where you forecast immediately, okay, that guy's going to have a big 24 based on what they did in 2023. Like last year, Tommy Fleetwood finished 20th in the Hero World Challenge, but he had an amazing 2023. But for Tiger Woods, I think this week is really important because we'll not only get to see Tiger walk 72 holes for the first time since the Genesis Invitational, but I think how his game looks and how his body reacts based on what he's done in the past at this event could have an impact on next year. Dan. It's often been kind of an indicator is the arrow pointing up for Tiger Woods yep. for the following year or not. How about the third member of our team, Paige McKenzie? What is the significance of this week in your mind? Well, I think it gives us a chance to continue to salivate over what we've seen Tiger Woods do in the past. I, I have just a level of appreciation for being able to, to watch him play. I know uh, it's been a long time coming this year as we all have been waiting uh, and, and hopefully Tiger Woods has been recovering to be able to get to this point. I, I don't have a lot of expectations, but I certainly am hopeful for what we may be able to see. 47 years of age, he turns 48 at the end of next month. Well, we haven't done this in a while now it's time to track Tiger Woods. We're gonna break out. We're gonna dust tiger. it off. I mean, right, we do have to dust it off. <laughs> it's a little bit dusty. But hey, a little over a week ago, we learned that the 15-time major champ will make his return to professional golf this week at the Hero World Challenge. It will be Tiger's first start since the Masters. You remember he had to withdraw due to injury after he played that eight holes that rainy Saturday at the Masters, was limping noticeably throughout. So how about his results? at Albany. I'd say pretty pretty good. Fourth place finish is his best finish. That happened three years ago in 2020. Close to another top 10 in 2018, just months before winning a fifth green jacket the following April. So speaking of the Hero World Challenges, we're going to flash back, take a look at some of the recent returns Tiger Woods has had from injury after being away from competition for more than a year and a half. We saw him peg it back in 2016. Remember, he finished top 10 at the Wyndham 2015, had back issues. That week, we were marveling at the, the speed that he had off the tee. Club head speed, Woods ended up finishing 15th. 2017, this is when the arrow really started trending up. A top 10 finish for Tiger Woods, T9, showed some flashes where we thought, hey, if his body holds up, Maybe another win's possible in 2018. There was more than that, Dan. No doubt. 2022 Masters, one of the most anticipated Masters for Tiger, making his return after that car accident in early 2021, forced him to miss more than a year of competition. The roars that week were unbelievable. Then, of course, 2023 Genesis Invitational. Tiger made his first start since missing the cut in the 150th Open at St. Andrews. He would finish at one under par for the tournament. How about that Saturday, though? Shot 67 in the third round, setting a jolt through the Pacific Palisades. So how about the timeline for Tiger in 2023? There's that T45 at Genesis, withdraws during the third round of the Masters. Then in April, 
announces that he underwent that subtalar fusion surgery. That typically involves the placement of multiple screws across the subtalar joint and if successful, helps alleviate arthritic pain. And then on November 18th, of course, commits to the Hero World Challenge. I tell you what, George, Tiger Woods has been through a lot physically, emotionally. What does this week mean big picture for him this week, but also for the game as a whole? Uh, well, I think it's for, for Tiger, it's huge mentally to know that the surgeries, all the recuperation, recovery, everything that he's done in this process finally leads to a week where he gets to compete. And at his core, that's all Tiger wants to do. He's a golf junkie who loves competition. Uh, there's no greater chase than trying to chase down another trophy, especially when you're the most decorated or one of the most decorated golfers of all time with 82 career PGA Tour wins. So I think for Tiger, that will be big mentally. I think for golf fans, it'll be great to see him not only compete, but have four rounds under his belt. And everyone's going to be wondering, okay, how does he look walking? Those are the yeah. little things that we've taken for granted over the years. But Tiger has spoken very optimistically about this latest surgery, saying that that's going to alleviate pain going forward. We've seen him caddy for, for Charlie recently. And looked now good, walking, looked good physically. See what shape the game is in, Damon. Yeah, and it's been double-digit surgeries now for Tiger Woods uh, across his body, back and, and leg, knee, the ankle, the subtalar joint surgery that he had in April. And I tell you what, the fact that at the age of 47, almost 48 years of age, the fact that he still wants to put his body together tells me that he still believes that there is the possibility of a great week. We're not going to see the, the 12 to 15 start Tiger Woods anymore, and I don't think that it matters for a player, a competitor of his ilk. Novak Djokovic has scaled back his tennis schedule into his mid and now late 30s. We saw Tom Brady successful into his 40s. I think Tiger Woods is built and cut from the same cloth. I think we saw Jack Nicklaus win a green jacket at the age of 46, not to mention compete for a green jacket at the age of 58 in 1998. Tiger Woods would not be out there, in my opinion, if he didn't believe that something special, once again, even though we already climbed Mount Everest, as he said, in 2019, if another possibility was not there in 2024. I'll agree that belief is what drives Tiger, thinking that, I, that 83 is out there and that I just need to have the right dominoes fall into place for it to be the perfect weather week, my game in the right direction with a course I'm comfortable with. The one counter I would say when you bring up Novak Djokovic, the guy is maniacal about the shape of his body and staying in shape and hasn't dealt with the injuries, the car crashes that Tiger Woods has had. Tom Brady had that one, I believe it was torn ACL in 2008. Other than that, basically played a, a full schedule for the Patriots and then the Buccaneers each and every season. Didn't really have to deal with, with the injury bug. For Tiger, it's been injuries that have been partially self-inflicted and, and partially just your body breaking down over time as well. So mm. I, I think to say for Tiger, does he have another run in his late 40s, mid 50s, late 50s? the body's really going to be the arbiter of, yeah. of if that's possible. Now, if we were looking at the sinewy Tiger Woods from the mid to late 90s, and if he had kept going on that trajectory where he didn't have anything outside the ropes happen to his body, then you'd think he could be like Sam Snead competing to his early 60s. Mm. We just really don't know if that's feasible at this point. That's the great unknown. Yeah, the good news is no one trying to tackle the Tiger Woods, as far as we know, <laughs> Very good. Uh, this week. And I think that his mind has often been uh, his greatest strength, his 15th club. Paige McKenzie, what do you think? Is it even uh, too premature to even talk about 
you know, the context of what this week means big picture? Is there something, you know, greater at work here? I, I maybe a slightly premature. And I, I think when, given what Tiger Woods has gone through and given even his own, uh, I guess, description of what he's been through over the years, the goalposts have constantly moved. I remember this event, I think it must have been maybe 2015, where he was talking about worrying about his quality of life. It wasn't really about returning to golf, but it was really about being able to play soccer with his kids. And then you have this building of momentum when his play is increasing, and, and then he starts having a little bit more arrogance in how he talks about his own game. But then even as early as, or as recently as Masters this year, he re referenced back to the Masters of 2022 where he made the cut, and he said that that was a small victory in itself. So I do believe that even he has tempered expectations at times. He may say, you know, I just want to go out there and win. I only will compete if I know I'm ready to win. But I think there are small victories along the way. And I think this is going to be another one of those litmus, litmus, te litmus tests where we're going to find out where he sits, but also where his mind is and his comfort level is competing back inside the ropes. So Paige, as both uh, a golf fan and an analyst, what would you need to see when the tournament ends Sunday to say, you know what, that was a very positive step for Tiger Woods? The biggest thing, I think, is health, and we've, we've touched on it. If you can see him comfortably playing, I mean, we've seen him so often limping or in pain or after interviews having trouble uh, getting himself off the golf course. That's what we don't want to see. As long as we're seeing health, uh, I think the golf will follow. I think Damon made the great point of saying that his mind's one of the best that we've ever seen in the game. And given that that has not changed, uh, there is certainly possibilities for having a great run uh, in, this, in the short events that we're expecting to see him in next season. Uh, but for me, it's really going to be about how healthy does he look? Is he able to swing at it full speed? And is he able to walk all 72 holes without having to compensate in some way? And just seeing a month ago at the Worldwide Technology Championship when Tiger was there, obviously his first Tiger Woods course design on the PGA Tour, it appeared to be from the outside perspective, walking a bit gingerly down the clubhouse steps, but then the next week he's caddying for Charlie and walking 54 holes, and now he's getting ready to tee it up in the Hero World Challenge. So I think for you and I, if you saw us walking with that gate, you'd think, okay, Damon, what, what happened to you over there? What's up? This may be kind of the new normal with Tiger Woods post-surgery where he's walking here. And if he's able to walk 54 holes caddying for his son, and if we see him walking and he gets through the week and say, you know what, actually the, the pain was alleviated, I think that's a, a big step in the right direction. Weather typically good and warm. In the Bahamas, flat golf course. And, and you, you used the word maniacal, and I, and I loved it, describing Novak Djokovic, Novak Djokovic and Tom Brady about their bodies, their preparation, what they eat. I think Tiger Woods is very similar. Now, obviously, his body has been through way more in terms of surgeries and, yeah. and you know, seriously, life-threatening situations, nearly lost his leg. But I, too, believe that he is maniacal about his fitness in the areas that he can be upper body strength, if you've shaken his hand, if you've, if you've ever hugged Tiger Woods, you know that he is a very fit and strong person. And I think that that mentality also, Jack Nicholas, you know, Arnold Palmer, God rest his soul, there are certain athletes and people who they will have to be shoved off of the stage until they think they can't do it anymore. I just don't think Tiger Woods at this point at 47, knowing what he's done, 
believes that, oh, I, maybe I can't compete with Victor Hovland, Scotty Shuffer. I don't think he's ready to be pushed around by those guys. Uh, not by hook or by crook. He's going to go out there, I think, and embarrass himself. Well, and you see the results, and to the average fan, it's not the Tiger Woods that we're accustomed to, even from 2018 or a decade ago or 15, 20 years ago. But if he finds it for one week in 24 or 25 or 26, then all the doubt that he's heard and all the skepticism – for him, it is so worth it to try and make that jump from 82 to 83. Yeah. And even if it doesn't happen, I think the pursuit and the chase, if, if he's actually able to have, call it a five, six events a year, where he can psych himself up to get ready to be, quote, game ready, it's worth it for him. There were doubters in 97. There were doubters in 2008 at Torrey Pines. There were doubters, believe it, in 2018 and 2019, and no doubt there are still doubters in 2023. What will happen? We don't know. One thing we do know, we can watch Tiger Woods competing at the Hero World Challenge. Of course, tomorrow we'll have his news conference, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, right here on Golf. Today, then you see first round coverage, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Golf Channel and Peacock Friday. The same. Then Saturday, NBC gets into the picture, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Final round coverage switches over to NBC, 1.30 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. And more good news if you're a Tiger fan, because December turning out to be Tiger Month. The Big Cat and Son Charlie will headline the field at the PNC Championship December 16th and 17th. Ritz-Carlton Golf Club in Orlando, Florida. This will be the duo's fourth time competing in their best finish, 2021, a tie for second place. And a little preview, maybe. You see Tiger Woods in the cart. There could be another tour down the road. Oh, Tiger yeah. Woods could ride the cart no once sense. it turns the big 5-0. Just <laughs> floating that out there. When Golf Today returns, no surprise here, we're talking Tiger with New York Times best-selling author Shane Ryan. It's going to hop on the show. What are his expectations for Tiger? It's on the other side of the break. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric CDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet. Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. Golf Central Update, brought to you by Callaway Golf. Back at it on golf today and better than ever. It's a big week in the world of golf. Tiger Woods set to make his first professional start since the Masters back in April as he's part of the field, obviously as tournament host here at the Hero World Challenge this week. So here's where you can check it out. I'm not going to miss a shot. I mean, on the range, you're going to see him. we got his press conference tomorrow. We're not even going to miss a word. (laughs) Right? Absolutely. (laughs) Word and deed as well. Of course, across the networks of NBC Thursday through Sunday, you've got Golf Channel, NBC, and streaming on Peacock. GolfDigest.com contributor Shane Ryan joins us now. Has covered Tiger Woods as closely as anybody. Shane, thanks for hopping on. As a golf writer, why is this week so significant? Well, you know, gee, it's first of nice. Uh, it's 
great to be writing about actual golf, right? First things first. That's a, a pretty sweet change uh, compared to what we've seen recently. I imagine you guys have a little spring in your step coming into work this week that we get to talk about what's happening on the course. And not only that, we get to talk about Tiger Woods, the greatest golfer who's ever lived, in my opinion, who hasn't played in seven months. Um, and he's going to be walking 72 holes. So we're going to get to see, you know, how healthy is this guy? Um, you know, is it something where he's good enough that we can see him play and compete in majors next year? All of that kind of stuff is really exciting to me. Um, and so, yeah, it's a nice change from what we've been covering. I think it's safe to say. And yeah, it's significant because look, the guy is 47 years old. He's going to be 48 in a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, he's, if there's going to be a, a Tiger Woods that competes in majors again or wins more PGA tour events, it's going to have to happen in the next couple of years. So it adds a little bit of urgency and fun, I think, to the whole uh, the whole dynamic. Shane, do we overhype what we see at the Hero World Challenge for Tiger Woods, or do you enjoy digging into the tea leaves and breaking down how he looks over 72 holes to see if that gives us any gauge of how it'll look the following year? Yeah, my take is why not overhype it, right? What else are we doing? It's, <laughs> it's December. It's golf in December. If Tiger Woods plays well, I think we we deserve to be excited. Uh, who cares if we get let down next year? Let's overhype it now. Let's live in the joy of the moment uh, and just enjoy the the fact that we get to see this guy, right? I mean, we get to see him hopefully playing good competitive golf. For me, he doesn't even have to win. For me, he has to make a couple birdies over the course of the four days, and I'll uh, gladly join the hype train. But no, to answer your question seriously, you know, what it means in terms of, you know, whether he's going to actually be good next year, if we can read those tea leaves, it is hard to say. I mean, the injuries seem to keep coming for him. So even if he were, let's say, to, you know, finish fifth or something like that this weekend, something that would normally be really good, he's still in, in your rational part of your brain. You might have to temper that by saying, well, you know, we don't know what it's going to look like in April in Augusta, if he's going to have more leg problems or, you know, what's going to happen. But again, let's put the rational part of our, ourselves aside and let's just be excited, be jubilant and uh, and just enjoy this thing. Shane, he's looping for his son, Charlie. We saw him at Noda's event. He's involved in PGA Tour governance. He's got outside interest, outside the ropes. What do you think he wants at the age of 47 inside the ropes? You know, I think when you get to the bottom of Tiger Woods, I don't think it matters how old he is or, you know, what he's accomplished in his career. I think the fact that he pushes so hard, even at 47, he hasn't quit, Right. It, put, it shows how competitive he is, and that is the essential ingredient of what makes Tiger Woods, that competitiveness, that desire to win. And I think he's going to you know, chase that dragon as long as he can. And I, I definitely, obviously, he doesn't think he's done. A lot of pundits will say, oh, he's done. I got caught saying he was done in 2015. How stupid was that, right? So he's proved a lot of people wrong. And again, he's at the edge of that age where, you know, before Phil won Akiwa, right now, Tiger, if he won at Augusta, would have been the oldest major winner ever. But if it's not, you know, if he can't do it, who can? This is the guy who can become the oldest major winner. He can set the PGA Tour wins record. And I think he's going to chase that because I think that's what he wants. More than all the governance and being Ryder Cup captain or designing courses, I think this guy still has a desire to win, and that's cool to see. Shane, we'll give you a prediction mulligan. You're a very accomplished writer. Write this next chapter of Tiger Woods' career. Is this the final chapter, or how do you see it? If it's not the final chapter, we're getting toward the part where the end of the book is thin, right? You don't have that many pages left. You might be able to sneak in a few extra chapters. Uh, again, you know, this is the, a time in golf where 
there's a part of me that just wants to be an optimist, right? The time for cynicism. Everything is cynical. Everything is bad. Let's let's just have some good stuff here. Let's make a crazy prediction that Tiger is going to win three more PGA Tour events. He's going to set the record, and he's going to at least make a playoff in a major at some point. Now, do I actually believe that? Sure. In this moment, talking to you guys, I actually believe it. And if you want to use it against me in 10 years, well, go ahead. But at least you can say I believed, and this time I was optimistic. Shane, is Tiger more important to the PGA Tour inside the ropes at this age or outside the ropes? Inside, for sure. I, I think there's a limited amount anybody can do, right? You can have Tiger do his best to rally the PGA Tour. Back, you know, back when before the merger happened, Tiger was one of the key instrumental guys in trying to keep the ship together and have them fight against the possibility of this merger. It didn't really work, right? He didn't have that much of an influence. Tiger can do a lot of stuff, just like Rory McIlroy can. He's got a lot of influence outside the ropes. But for the PGA Tour and, you know, for anyone they're involved with in the future business-wise, whether it's Live Golfer or some other investor that comes in, it is worth more than its weight in gold to have Tiger competing inside the ropes, even if it's just for a year, right? Even if it's for 18 months or, or one tournament, to have that guy back drives the needle like nothing else, and including way more than, you know, Tiger outside the course can. We know that Tiger is obviously playing twice in December, and we're hearing reports that five, six times next year uh, would be ideal for Tiger based on, obviously, how his body reacts. There's a certain Ryder Cup as well. In 2025, his name's been thrown about as maybe he could be in the fold. Uh, the impact that you see Tiger Woods making these next couple of years, assuming that his body can hold up for five or six events, and the impact doesn't have to be defined by wins, just with the game of golf going forward. Yeah, and that's the big if, right? The body is the big, big if because even as lately as Augusta, right, when the guy could barely walk, he made the cut. I mean, his skill is so incredible uh, that he's going to find a way, I think, to compete. The year before, we saw him make a couple cuts in majors when he clearly wasn't feeling top-notch. So if you give this guy just a little bit of time, if you can just give him a little bit of, like, a little thread there where he's healthy and can compete, I think he's, yeah, he's going to do more than enough to raise the interest of the golf world. That doesn't mean realistically he's going to win a major championship or another PGA Tour event, uh, but he's going to do something exciting because that's just who he is. However, that is the big if. The body is, you know, hasn't proven to hold up well over the last couple of years. And, you know, if you're making, again, the sober, rational prediction, you might say, okay, I don't think it's going to hold up. And, you know, something else is going to happen, right? The, everything's not working in concert. Something else is going to fall off. But we hope that doesn't happen. And if it doesn't, you know, I, I kind of trust Tiger Woods and his, again, unbelievable, legendary skill to uh, to make some fireworks go off. No doubt, and can't wait to hear what Tiger himself has to say. 10 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow, we'll have that. Shane, thanks so much for your time on this Monday. Thank you guys very much. Always a pleasure. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Next, give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet. Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard.
Time now for winning moments presented by Wind Grips. And what a weekend it was for Minwoo Lee. How good was this winning moment? Winning the title at his home tournament, the Australian PGA Championship. The victory punctuated by this eagle on the ninth. <laughs> Lee, whose motto is Damon, get this, let him cook. Put on the chef's hat, laid in his round, and revved up the crowd en route to a three-stroke victory. And this gets even better for Minwoo Lee, who had been wanting to try and finish top 50 by the end of the world. Of course, get that invite to Augusta. Well, he's all the way up to 38 mm. now, thanks to the victory. Also won the Macau Open in early October with a winning score of 30 under par, was T5 last year in the U.S. Open. My kids love that term, let him cook. They also love, I'm him. Well, Amy Yang, that was her just a week ago. Secured the biggest win of her professional career, CME Group Tour Championship, claiming a $2 million paycheck. The win was the fifth of her career. She became the fifth South Korean player to win the season-ending event. How about that? Surpassing $13 million in career LPGA earnings. Cha -ching. I mean, and the 16th Korean player to win five or more times. Quite impressed. Let's put a bow on the 2023 LPGA Tour season. Welcome in Beth Ann Nichols of Golf Week, longtime friend of the program. Great to see you, Beth Ann. What was the most impactful week this year on the LPGA Tour? Well, I think we have to go to Pebble Beach, right? <laughs> we, were, we were blessed to have amazing weather on the weekend, which is exactly what the women deserve, having the U.S. Women's Open held at iconic Pebble Beach for the first time. Primetime television, uh, shot link for the first time for women's golf, and, and a breakout win for Hawaiian Allison Corpus. But I think the, the numbers don't lie. Viewership was up 118% over last year. It was the most streamed women's golf event. It was the most watched U.S. Women's Open since Michelle Wee West at Pebble Beach in 2014, when, of course, the men and women went back to back. And I feel like people ask me this all the time. When are we going to see that again? And we have to wait until 2029, but it is on the calendar. <laughs> you love to hear that. And venues do make an impact. And it was a tough year for some of the game's biggest stars with names like Lydia Ko, Nelly Korda, Lexi Thompson not winning. So what does this mean for the LPGA Tour moving forward? Yeah, you know, I, I think when you when you look at players that you just mentioned, you add in Jennifer Cupcho, who was the inaugural winner winner at the Augusta National Women's Amateur. She had a breakout year in 2022, and all these players were over. None of them won a title this season. And you add Nellie Corda to that list. She won once, of course, coming back from the comeback uh, injury last year, and 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 nothing this year. I think it makes it really hard for fans. They have to keep learning all of these new faces and these new people and the LPGA really needs one breakout superstar to to get out of this niche of women's golf and into the mainstream sports media and if they fail to win uh, consecutively and, and build on the momentum I just think it really holds the tour back and right now the LPGA is really relying on the venues that you mentioned like Pebble Beach and Baltusrol St. Andrews next year, and they're really relying on the headlines of, of big purses with, of course, the $4 million winner's check next year at CME to propel them forward. But what they really need is a bona fide superstar. Superstars fuel storylines, no question about that. Beth Ann, how about your moment then of the year? Favorite moment? That's a good segue for bona fide superstar <laughs> because we're hoping that that's going to be Rose Zhang. No offense to the current world number one, Lilia Vu. 
But, you know, I remember talking to you, Damon, uh, you know, earlier in the week during the Mizuho, and you were predicting big things for Rosang, which I think we all were, but I didn't expect it to be this quick. And, and it's really impressive that she won right out of the gates and in her first professional start, something that hadn't been done in, in 70 years. And, and, you know, you look at, at what's possible for Rosang and the amount of, of, star power that she already has from arguably the best women's amateur career ever, especially in, in, the, in the modern era, uh, that you're hoping that next year when, when she's no longer trying to, to balance as much, although she'll still be going to school in the first quarter at Stanford, but that she's learned something from this rookie year because I do think she played way too much golf uh, this year in the back half of the season, and, and, and hopefully she adds, adds some more rest in for 2024. I wonder what... Uh... That type of if it could be a rivalry in the future with Rosang and Lilia Vu. Lilia Vu, Vu's ascent was absolutely incredible to get all the way up to number one. We've been talking all show, of course, Tiger Woods making his return. How would you characterize this comeback for Tiger? Well, I, you know, personally, I've just been thinking about the PNC for a long time. <laughs> I, I really hope Charlie and Tiger play again because you know, I know you were talking about this earlier with how much Charlie motivates him. And I just think them playing together at the PNC, it's such a special tournament. You know, I remember my, my dad was in the hospital a couple of years ago over, over Christmas. And I remember sitting there with him watching this in the hospital and what it, what it meant to me thinking about all the ways that I mimicked my father. And I think that's what's so cool about this event, watching, you know, dads and sons. And then, of course, Annika and her son, you know, we're, we're watching how, how Charlie mimics Tiger and, and, and the way he moves you know, the things that he says. And, and it's, the, it's the most relatable event I think there is in golf because then we can all do that ourselves and think about if we were fortunate enough to have learned this game from a parent, to think about all the ways that, that we've grown up mimicking our dads and our moms. Tiger and Charlie, Davis, Love and Drew, been a lot of fun watching these players and their progeny compete through the years. Bethann, thank you so much for your contributions today and all year long. Thank you.